0: What's up, you guys? Sean Ross that Managing Editor, FightfulWrestling.com. It is July 15th, 2019. We have WWE Raw to talk about. But hey, maybe you don't want to talk about Raw. Maybe you want to talk about Extreme Rules. Well, we had a post show for that. Maybe you want to talk about All Elite Wrestling. We had a post show for that. We're going to have post shows every week for their TV. I don't know how that's going to, going to all unfold because this fall is going to be wild. But we're going to have all that too. But we have reviews for Ring of Honor, NWA, Beyond, NXT, UK 205 Live. Just scoot on over to FightfulSelect.com, our premium service, and subscribe. That's the most direct way to support what we do here. This past weekend, you saw Jeff Hawkins, you saw Warren Hayes, you saw myself, you saw LaToya Ferguson, and this man, Alex Palowski. Alex, how you doing, man?
2: Ah, uh, good. You know, uh, hooray for predictability. Let's let's run with the Summer Sam card that has rematches and uninspiring title programs. Yay!
0: Reminder, guys, Tuesday, two p.m. Eastern. The Fightful MMA podcast. I did not do one after UFC Sacramento uh, on nights that there are like AEW shows or something of the like. Uh, those are probably going to take precedence over. UFC, uh, fight night. So with the exception of maybe pay-per-views and stuff, but, uh, no post show again, this Saturday, we do cover these events in full every Tuesday, 2 PM Eastern fightful MMA podcast tune in, but you all are here to listen to us talk about raw for better or for worse. Leave us a thumbs up. If you're watching live on YouTube, subscribe, uh, whatever platform you're on. We started off with Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar. I almost said Paul Lesnar and Brock Heyman. That would be interesting. Mm-hmm. Do you see all the dummies online that thought that Brock Lesnar's son was at the performance center?
2: No, I did not. <laughs> it see was the hilarious.
0: Dummy. It was some Instagram fitness kid, and everybody was like, Sean, why, why aren't you reporting about Brock's son? <laughs> well, because he ain't at the performance center. That's why. Come on. Come on. Reminder, guys, if you all want your question uh, read on the air or your statement read, Send a super chat, uh, doesn't matter what amount, we will read on the air. If you want to submit as many questions as you want, subscribe to Fightful Select, my Q&A show is up this week. Kristen Ashley of Bell to Bells, make sure you guys check that out, says, I'm here for select scoops and jaded Alex. Well, <laughs> those are two <laughs> things we guarantee every single night. And we might guarantee that my backdrop might fall on me by the looks of it. It's... It's looking shady. (laughs) It's looking shady right now. But Heyman uh, says that he made good on his promises, runs down tonight's battle royal. Now, there's a few things worth mentioning in this battle royal. Daniel Bryan was in an early graphic that was released of this. Oh, really? Yes, uh, was later changed. Also, WWE had released a video where it seemed like Big E was speaking after the fact. And implying that he had just won the battle royal. <laughs> uh, needless to say, both of those were yeah. down. Yeah. Heyman says that that in the ring everyone is Brock Lesnar's bitch, and there's really not a lot to approach about this promo, Alex. It was just a little bit of gloating, harmless. Mm-hmm. The most noteworthy thing about this was Ricochet's music hitting and Brock Lesnar standing and watching that. Yeah. Whether it be foreshadowing or just, hey, let's get this guy out here real quick. I thought that was interesting.
2: Yeah, there have been some reports that Paul's really, really high on Ricochet and wants to give him a mega push. Uh, If, you know, like basically having his guy, um, you know, there with him when Ricochet comes out, if that's part of it. Uh, Interesting. You know, they love to do these little teases and then never pay them off to get people talking about stuff that they have no intention of ever doing. Um, so yeah, interesting. Could be fun. Uh, the one thing I did like about the actual promo itself was, um, was Heyman's tongue in cheek. I don't know if you heard, but I'm the guy with all the stroke around here. So I set up this battle Royal. I liked that detail because it honestly kind of explains why a lot of these guys were in this battle Royal. If 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 Paul is setting up guys who are going to challenge his client for the title, of course, he would put in Rey Mysterio, who got jobbed out last week. I mean, and also you could say, but no, I put him in because look at his long illustrious career. And people would say, like me, what are you talking about? Like he got jobbed out last week. How is I, I, that guy in in this top top ten? Hey, Your I was wondering. Top ten includes that guy.
0: I was wondering why Cesaro was in this and not yeah. Alistair Black. But that point that you just mentioned, yeah. Explains, I mean, Cesaro was a Paul Heyman guy, but then
2: four of the top of your top 10 lost via pinfall last night.
0: We needed uh Curtis Axel in there, though. Yeah, it's true, he was a Paul Heyman guy at one that's point. True. Hannah Moore, one of our great mods, thank you for the super chat. Says big baller with my Wrestle Rumble winning. She won $500 wow. on Wrestle Rumble. My god, look at her just throwing it around. Peeling them off. <laughs> Anna doesn't give a damn. She, this is like her equivalent of going to the strip club. It's showing up on our podcast and donating super chats. And that I appreciate. Up next, Ricochet and the Usos defeated the uh, Revival and Robert Roode. Two out of three falls. Again, this is the eighth time in two months we've seen the Usos and the Revival. We could do a lot worse, but hey. Let's scale it back a little bit. Uh, Ricochet pins Scott Dawson right after what he calls the recoil, which is a single leg uh, code breaker. Why?
2: Because it's a two out of three falls match. You got to get it out of the way early because you have to do that, Sean. Don't you understand? We can't have wrestling during commercial breaks because, because it's just the way it's always been for the last four weeks. It's the way it's always been. We can't possibly do wrestling during commercial breaks.
0: I, I just hate this so much, Alex. Oh, me too. The second fall goes pretty quickly too. Scott Dawson, who wins it with a flapjack. Yeah. A flapjack, Alex. Now, well,
2: the, a flapjack is just an unassisted... Yes. ...shatter machine. I was talking well, about last night how, how he can hit that out of anywhere... But Dash Wilder's got to be there to do the code breaker part of it. If Dash Wilder's not there, it's just a flapjack. But it's still a devastating
0: flapjack. And I'm okay with that. I mean, Hawk used to use the top rope clothesline. That's right. I wish Animal would have used the electric chair. That would have made a lot of sense. Yeah. But then again, he would have to drop them flat back, and I'm not sure he knew how to do that. He just knew how to sling (laughs) sons of bitches over his shoulders.
1: Yeah.
0: Ricochet mounts a really good comeback after the commercial ends up winning with the 630. I'm not sure who got over here, Alex.
2: Well, nobody Beca- because it's it's a two out of three falls match. It always looks no, 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 no. 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 I,
0: I mean the aftermath
2: because oh, it got I even see. more confusing. Yeah, 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 yeah. The
0: club come out and immediately get their asses kicked, super kicked to death. Mm-hmm. Then Rude and Revival take over, only to get beaten up by Ricochet again. Yes, but then the club beat Ricochet's ass again. Yes, so. I guess you could say the club went over. I mean, they, they got their asses kicked a little bit by a team again, that had just been through three falls. Yep. But they, they stood tall to end this. The match was good. The stipulation was stupid. And if I'm the club, I'm laying out everybody, not just one team. Right.
1: No, that's
2: that's true. I, I uh With this and then the other six-man tag, which actually involved the club, Later in the night, it sure looks like Heyman's like, Hey, round robin six man tournament for no reason. Like, it seems like they're setting up these little mini factions. Listen, um, I'm not a huge fan of Robert Roode, but um, him as like the guy who's the smarmy centerpiece of a revival faction could work. Ricochet and the Usos makes total sense.
0: Man, it doesn't make more sense than Reigns and the Usos. No, 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 no. But they're Man. never
2: they're never gonna do that.
0: So <laughs> it's like a shame.
2: Like, like we we both want them to do that. We've been begging it for it for years. So it's not gonna happen. Um this I mean Ricochet and the USOs make sense all, in that in a in a reality where Reigns will never
0: be teamed with his cousins. So hey, we, we begged for the club for fun. years and we finally got it.
2: That's true. Now here's the thing all of this, uh, you're, you're, you're right, all the back and forth or whatever, the aftermath, you know, it's all, you know, a hodgepodge, except for uh, Ricochet selling the phenomenal forearm in the most damnedest fashion I've ever yeah. seen, doing a corkscrew backflip, like, it was just nuts. Um, uh, he, listen, he makes everyone he works with look so great because he decides, hey, how can I take this move? the way no one else possibly can because they're not as athletic as I am. Uh, it, it's fantastic. I'm, I'm looking forward to more of this. Um, this Ricochet AJ thing it, it has a lot more legs to it.
0: Tell you what I'm looking forward to, guys. The next edition of Carlos Toro's Fightful Boxing Newsletter. If you all are a casual fan or even a hardcore fan of boxing, check it out. It is under fightfulboxing.com or our main site. Just pull out on that drop-down menu. And go to the newsletter. Every other week, it drops. It is expansive. It is extensive. It is incredible. You all need to be checking that out. Carlos Toro is a name that you all uh, should be looking at in boxing coverage. Shane Haas sent a super chat and says, Speaking of the Usos and Reigns, any news on Jacob Batu? Well, I mean, he's a big piece of MLW right now. Alex, somebody asked me a question on... uh, on uh, Fightful Select a couple of weeks ago, and they said orchestrate a like I think it was like a four-team trade between like Impact, AEW, mm. uh, all that. And I sent Jacob Fatu to the WWE because, quite frankly, WWE can book some Samoans.
2: Mm-hmm. That's true. And they
0: can do it damn well. And Jacob Fatu is one of those guys who they're just gonna one day they will get a hold of him and they will love him and he's just getting better and better and better. Uh he is going to be something really good I think. Uh I I'll pull open who uh I thought that I should that that should like put that trade together and I'll run it by you on like maybe tomorrow night's smackdown show and see what you think. I think that'd be a cool little exercise to go yeah. through. The Viking Raiders Defeated some jobbers. Come on, You all know what's up. They crushed these jobbers. Uh, one of them sustained a shoulder injury. I'm told, Alex, which is a bummer. Mm. Uh, they probably getting paid.
2: Yeah, well, it's, that's true. <laughs> they they do. Um, it's. I, I think it's funny. Like we know their gimmick is that they're Vikings. I mean, they're the Viking Raiders. They were they were basically Vikings when they were called the War Raiders. But tonight, it really felt like. Graves and and Cole, especially, were calling it as though they were time travelers from the year eleven hundred. Oh, the Norsemen! They've come down to the actual Vikings. They're, they've they've come to pillage. It just felt like they were leaning way too hard into the gimmick. Um, also, I I guess not everybody knows that these two guys murder people and. You have to watch the murder jobbers several weeks in a row before you can put them up against guys who are actual competition. But I'm ready to see them face somebody who's not, uh, who doesn't look like you know uh, an extra from a high school
0: movie. Drew McIntyre finds Cedric Alexander backstage and gets a pretty good promo on him. Yeah, he says he's going to disembowel him and all this stuff, and he goes, "Just kidding, that's illegal." Yeah, but he's like, hey, "I am going to humble you." Cedric starts off aggressive in the match with a big dive, surprising Drew. Drew heaves him across the ring, really kicks Cedric's ass, mm-hmm. does really well. I, I be, I'm i definitely going to believe that the botches last week were because Cedric was in a mask and yeah. in a goddamn janitor costume. Yes. My God. But Cedric connects midair with a dropkick and does, I think, a victory roll for a win. Yeah. He countered the Bama Slamma which nobody does. Yeah, I like that. Now, if Drew just beats Cedric's ass every week and pins him over and over again, this doesn't mean a damn thing. No. But what do you think this does mean for each man?
2: Well, here's the thing. Um, uh, it, it's, it's refreshing and uh, also upsetting because like, I could not be happier for Cedric Alexander, former Cruiserweight champion, the guy who, at, at the Cruiserweight Classic who took Kota Ibushi to the limit, and the the crowd spontaneously ch- chanted clean sign Cedric," like that was a major deal. That was had not happened before, and those this was the that was the initial, initial, initial tournament thing. And the fact that he came all the way from there, now he's on Raw, and like he keeps he kept tweeting out like I really miss wrestling because he never did. Like he, was, he, he every time two hundred five live was on, he'd always be on Twitter going. Hey, I'd like to come back and wrestle you guys. It would be great. And now they're actually using him for something. And hot damn, he beat Drew McIntyre. That's a major deal. That's awesome. And god damn, the booking of Drew McIntyre has been piss poor since the fall. Like that guy was white hot in like late fall, and they squandered it. They didn't do anything with it. And now he's a a he looks like a chump. I I, I don't want that to be true, but I think both those things. So, yeah, I think this does probably invariably lead to Drew McIntyre getting his heat back by beating the hell out of Cedric next week and probably the week after and probably the week after. So then what? So then what? What does that do? Nothing.
0: Pro Wrestling Sheet reported that Finn Balor is uh, at least requested a couple of months off to recharge. He's had over 150 matches over the last year. Uh, his number of memorable promos are nowhere near that number, Alex. Um I would say somewhere between zero and one, maybe.
2: Yeah, well, that's true. Um, I would also say the, he's had 150 matches over the course of the past year. I don't remember many of them on TV. Um, so he's he's working the house so circuit, doing crazy. Um, like he, he won the, the title at, at WrestleMania and then they didn't do anything with him as the IC champ. And I wonder if that... Weighs on him, like, hey, I finally got this belt—the belt that's basically made for a guy like Finn Balor to hold—and—and like he had some good matches with Andrade, but ultimately went nowhere. He didn't do much of anything after Super Showdown, or as we used to call it, Sands of Time.
0: Uh, Buy the shirt at uh, shop.fightful.com.
2: Yeah, and 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 then they kind of went nowhere. Now he doesn't have the title anymore, Um, and I can see why he might request some time off, but. If you're going to take time off, there's a great way in storyline of getting sent out of the territory.
0: I would agree. But uh, he gets beaten in about a minute by Samoa Joe. Yeah. jobbed out. Yeah, no, he
2: he gets rolled up in a weird way, like a mahistral cradle, which is not a a Joe specialty.
0: It was... was, uh... It was he does a great run up headlock and then gets rolled yeah, up. Exactly, yeah, exactly. I, I like that. I love the run up headlock spot. But after the match, Joe beats Balor's ass and it just backfires. So, what was the what was the point? Here, here this is what this is what happened, Sean. Honestly, the first fall,
2: first fall <laughs> was so fast I thought that I missed that it was a two out of three falls match because immediately after Joe pinned him. Joe picked him up and tried to put him in the Coquina Clutch. And I was like, that's interesting. Like, he's trying to get a super quick two falls out of three. And and then Phil, Finn Balor fought back and hit the two, coup de gras. And I was waiting for him to try and pin Joe. And I thought he was going to. Going to get a quick pinfall out of coup de gras. They were going to go to commercial and come back to the third fall. Because they've trained me to think like a crazy
0: person. Is coup de gras related to Gavin de Gras? You think? Well, I I I don't think so.
2: I think I think I think a coup de gras when Gavin de grace is deposed by his military
0: forces. Well, uh, WWE pulled a coup de grace after because Bray Wyatt showed up. He made his long-awaited return. The, the arena went black. He showed up and he already had Finn Balor and the sister Abigail. This was an outstanding visual with the mask on. We haven't seen his face yet. Yeah, Alex, uh, what I'm looking forward to out of this more than what I was looking forward to here, is him showing up as, as Andrew Thompson, uh, one of our great writers pointed out. He's just going to show up as the other Bray and have no clue what's going on yes. and pretend that he doesn't. What do yes. you think? You, you've been calling for this for yeah. a while. You've been... This was, this, was, this was excellent.
2: I mean, when Finn's there and his music's playing and everyone's doing the, like the big arms thing along with his music, and then the music starts to slow down. Get ominous, and then one that bank cool. of lights goes goes out, and then another bank of lights goes out, and then it's all dark. And then he's and then brazen the ring, and the, the the lights, the strobe lights on his face, and then the lights come all the way up. He Sa- sister Abigail, and he stands there. Lights go down, and then that that Joker esque laugh. This was handled perfectly. Not, not just the mask and the, and the outfit and everything but those contact lenses they got in there for him, like those things are creepy as hell. That's nightmare fuel. Like I feel bad for all the parents out there who have, who had kids watching the night who did not know that was coming. Cause that guy was creepy as hell.
0: I, this, is,
2: this is very interesting to me because remember that match he was supposed to have with Finn Balor. yeah, And and then he got sick and they couldn't do it. It's supposed to be like sister Abigail versus pumpkin demon. And they, thankfully that was called off, but Ray is on Twitter tonight. He's talking to Finn Balor and he says, like, the sickness is gone. Now we owe them that match we were going to have. It's going to be amazing.
0: Yes, like, he, like, he needs to be the first one to beat the demon.
2: That's, that is, that's the storyline. And that's the perfect way, as I said, to send Finn off for two months. Is if the demon loses to the fiend, A, you build the fiend you allow now Finn to not have to rely on like anytime Finn's the demon I guess he wins now that's out and that, that allows an unpredictability you can use the demon more sparingly or more often or whatever but it's the perfect way to like send him out for two months if that's what they're going to do and build the fiend at the same time and move him directly into wherever he's going to go in the fall like with a rocket strapped to his back You, the pop people, people loved the fiend yeah. when he came out they were so excited
0: for it. So was I. On I've, couch. I've mentioned this before. Like, The Undertaker is a supernatural character, a horror movie character, and you can't make a supernatural character these days because what WDB does is they turn it into an audiovisual specialist. However, yes. Bray Wyatt can be a horror movie character. Yes. I, my, personally, my favorite horror movies are the ones that I look at and I'm like, that could happen. Yes. Crazy dude breaks into your house shit goes down i believe that that's why i believe the wyatt family i believed a couple of crazy ass dudes hanging out in the woods because hey i live in kentucky it ain't that far (laughs) from reality Uh, i loved everything bray wyatt associated there was a ton that i hated about finn Balor on this and it wasn't his fault one he got beat in a minute why is this fucking music playing pardon my french why he's, is he celebrating? He's, why are, Why is he like, whoop, I, I beat up Samoa Joe. I lost. Who cares? I, yeah, why but, would we want to see him face Bray? He's got to be the demon because that's the only way. Right. He's, here's the problem.
2: Is that you have – you've set up this thing where wins and losses don't matter. You know how I know that? Because a bunch of dudes who lost last night are in your top ten battle oh. royal.
0: And so, because whoever you're paying to run the show on any given week is on friggin' Twitter – arguing with people, saying, wins and losses don't really matter. Meanwhile, I mean, hey, I thought Extreme Rules, in my opinion, was way better than Fight for the Fallen. However, there were almost every match that I watched on Fight for the Fallen, I was like, okay, this matters to some degree. It matters to some degree. I don't like the 50 50 that's going on there, but I've been told that each match is going to matter, so therefore I believe that each match is going to matter. Meanwhile, I've got a bunch of other stuff happening on this show that is just telling me nothing matters, nothing matters, nothing matters, nothing matters. And I uh, really, I attacked that on Twitter because if nothing matters, why should I care? Right, exactly. Just to see two people that I think do cool moves face each other? Well, okay. Well, then don't have your wrestlers go on Twitter and shit on independent wrestling then because that's what it is. That's what it is. Make this stuff mean something. I want to see winners face winners. And even if they're not winners, I want to see real interesting people face other real interesting people. Bray Wyatt is real interesting. Finn Balor is only interesting these days when he's the demon. And I don't know whose fault that is.
2: Well, it's not Finn's. They're yeah. Just they're they're booking him like like crap. They could have had to act easily made him look really strong, even though he lost to Shinsuke, and they didn't. They could well, have I mean, I've also had him beat Samoa Joe tonight, like beat him, like actually defeat Samoa Joe. Instead, they had him lose, then like, you know, quote unquote get his yeah. heat back. That's not the same thing.
0: I've I've also not seen him do a lot of great character work either, Finn. No. So no. I mean there, there's not there's nothing his, to get behind
2: this. His character is an irish accent and a leather jacket and a pair of speedos that's yeah. his character now they they're not they're not asking him to do much more than that in fact they're saying don't do any
0: more than that that's all
2: we want you to do and it's frustrating yeah
0: he needed to be he needs to be with the club when he comes back
2: that's yeah that's the way, that's the way to do it that's the way to bring him
0: back that I, honestly i think that should be the thing if he takes a couple months off for survivor series Maybe there's a little club, undisputed era mix up I would love yep. to see. And then the fourth man to make those uh, those sides even yeah. is Finn Balor. I think that would be great. 24 7 championship. Drake Maverick and Michelle check into their hotel or Renee Michelle. Our truth tries to play, pay off the clerk with a dollar. The street profits watch on, and goddamn have they made them annoying. So 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 it's a waste. Uh, I do like that Angelo Dawkins has a crush on Nikki Cross.
2: That that's that's a quirk. That's that's yeah. endearing. That's a character trait, as opposed to, hey everybody, did you see what we just saw? Well, if you didn't, here's a recap of it. Like that's not a character trait. That's nothing. Don't do that. That's bad.
0: Well, Drake is in his hotel room wearing nothing but tidy whities in the twenty four seven title. Mm-hmm. A referee comes in to bring, I guess, bottle service or something. He's like, I recognize you. (laughs) And it's a referee, Uh of course. Our truth shows up and beats him for the 24-7 title via a cross-body press onto the bed. And if you've never done one of those, then you've never had a good hotel experience. (laughs) So the best part of this is Corey Graves saying (laughs) something like, Ah, uh, the small packages, Drake yeah. Maverick's undoing. You, sh-
2: you should have utilized the small package.
0: That's what he. Said. Yes, yeah, that was phenomenal. Uh, Alex, I saw you sing the twenty four seven title, "Jump the Shark" here, but I think this is exactly why this title exists.
2: Yeah, I know. It just, it, I, I'm, I'm kind of. I mean, like the thing is, this twenty four seven title shouldn't be the r truth versus Drake Maverick title. Like it can for a while. And now I think that part has run its course there. As I've said many times, there are lots of other people on that level in WWE. We have nothing to do who could, who would be gold with that title and stuffed and stuff and, uh, and, and creative license to do cool stuff on social media and build that up for stuff on TV. I just kind of like the one note joke of uh, Drake Maverick loves the title more than he loves his hot wife. Like, that's been that's played now. I'm, I'm done with that joke. You can't play it anymore. Our truth obsessing over the title and, and ch- chasing it. That's great. He's great at it, but like, it gets stale. Like, I can't watch the same like comedy, even if I think it's funny, every day for a year. I can't do that. The jokes stop mattering. So, there's fine. Yeah, they, they got to switch it up. They do. They
0: really do. Drake Maverick is still the longest reigning. Twenty-four-seven champion ever, but it was all over in a matter of three seconds, Alex. And that's not what you want out of life. You don't want to be looking to consummate something, and then one, two, three, ow!
2: Yep, no, you don't want you don't want anything lasting only three seconds on your wedding night. You
0: don't. You no. want a long rain. Yeah, you want a solid rain, and you want your penis hard, mm. and that's what BlueChew.com can do. BlueChew.com brings you the first chewable, the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work, whether you're in Orlando on your honeymoon, Long Island on your honeymoon, wherever the hell you are, hotel room, backstage. I don't know where you do your thing, but BlueChew will help you do your thing. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. Since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Don't be caught off guard. Use BlueChew. Prescribed online, shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, no in-person doctor's visit, no waiting at the pharmacy, no more awkwardness, you don't have to have a referee there. Hey, hey, I need you to notarize this boner. It's not happening. Right now, you can get it absolutely free. Use that code FIGHTFUL. All you gotta do is pay $5 shipping. Code FIGHTFUL. Get your first shipment free. Hit them up at Blue Chew on Twitter and say, you know what? I heard about this erection stuff. Well, I'm sure you didn't hear about erections from me. If you did for the first...
1: This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
0: First time, first off, I'm sorry that you're hearing it from me. Now, actually, no, congr- you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome that you're hearing it from me. Uh-huh. Blue code Fightful. Anthony Ace says, Renee should have pinned Maverick and said a truth. That's what I want to see. I want to see Renee Michelle at the end of this, when Drake Maverick wins it back. She goes to consummate, and I mean, TVPG show, but she's on top of him for three seconds, and a ref slides in. Whoa, slides in. Mm -hmm. Different slides in, but one, two, three, and she's the champion. Yeah. That's perfect. Zachary Schimmel says Drake Maverick uses blue chew. He does. He's putting it over on Twitter all the time. Hannah Moore says, what a clever idea about Undisputed Era versus the club at Survivor Series. Yeah, I probably saw that from you, Hannah. Congratulations for all the fame. Anthony Ace asked why Carmella was in the uh, women's top contender match. We will get to that. Zack Ryder defeated Mike Canellis This was Zack Ryder's first singles win on Raw since March 2016 against Chris Jericho. Maria Canellis is backstage and says she's taking the match instead. (laughs) Mike's like, what are you talking about? You're pregnant. Rough Rider, that's it. Mike is degraded afterwards. We've seen like five squash matches in the last two nights. But anything on this? I'm of the belief that there is at least a plan or a story. But given history of WWE, I shouldn't.
2: No. No, it's, it's it's. Hey, thanks. You guys signed a nice long contract. Um, it's awesome. Congratulations, Mazzeltov, on you being pregnant, Maria. We're going to bury you, Mike, like no one's ever been buried before. But you're in a contract now, so you got to take it. Like, honestly, if that's the, what's going on, like that makes a lot more sense. And uh, I, I think it's a lot more likely than here's a great long-term story we're going to tell uh, around, around this whole pregnancy thing. Like, I, 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 I don't know. Like, it just doesn't – that doesn't seem like what they normally do. But let's wait and see. Currently, this just seems like it's sadistic. Like, what, what – this what, feels like, you know, I, I don't know. I, I certainly don't relish these segments every Monday.
0: I would call these transitions in a commercial sadistic, and that that is what happened. They used Ricochet attacking AJ Styles as an excuse to restart a match between the club and Lucha House Party. And I like this use of Lucha House Party. They're not doing anything else on Raw, so why not? The club needed a win. But Lucha House Party really got some shine here, Alex. Yeah. They controlled the majority of the match, it felt like.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that that it's... I don't know. I mean, I I feel like you 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 want to make sure that AJ and the club look strong, but um Lucha House party should be made to look not like utter incompetent fools. They should be made to look like they they know what they're doing as well. Um uh so I think that there's a there's a way to to get them, you know, to 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 look halfway decent before they ultimately lose um otherwise whenever they come out on stage uh to, to go out for a, for a, for a a match um uh we go oh these guys are going to lose the match and and then it's no fun to watch because it's kind of a foregone conclusion
0: so uh yeah that that happened uh the the restart just really pissed me off i was just like ah oh, really uh, my only other notes on the well, I had a few notes Dorado doing a springboard stunner. I'd probably take that out of the arsenal right now. Considering yeah,
2: that's, that's not, yeah, it's not his move right now.
0: Yeah. And I get it. He's done it for a while, but just do the right thing. Kalisto went like a hundred miles an hour in this match and looked awesome doing it. Yeah. Anderson stayed with him. Didn't pin after the spine buster, which was weird. Styles holds onto the calf crusher after the win. And they did dastardly heel stuff yeah uh, this was a good win for the club i I feel like it should have been more dominant, but I'm okay with it not being because if you beat the shit out of Lucha house party too much, then what are they?
2: right right I mean uh, uh, again they're 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 doing these things with trios right now tonight, uh, doing enough with them to make me think that there's gonna be a four corners trios match next week. Like, Heyman just saying, hey, let's eat up some time with all these guys going crazy, doing crazy stuff, you know. And honestly, the, the trios that they have this established tonight, I wouldn't be opposed
0: to watching that match. It could be a lot of fun. Same. Up next was a top contender match, an elimination match. Natalia won. This went on way too long. 24 this was, minutes. This Alex, was really bad. And if this were a I don't know, a 12 minute match, 13 minute sure. match, we'd probably be talking about this being a really good match or or at least not being bad. <laughs> the yeah, they gave the hard sell on Naomi cuz she's never on TV or never wins anymore. Becky Lynch showed up. Nikki Cross is at ringside with Alexa. For some reason, Carmella's in this match. Why? She's I mean, a SmackDown wrestler. Sarah Logan's not in this match. Dana Brooke's not in this match. Be, be, because nothing matters, Sean.
2: Because wins and losses don't matter. The wild card rule doesn't exist anymore. Now it's just people from SmackDown can be cross on brand. Raw. Cross brand. That's what it is. It's a cross brand.
0: And Alicia ah. Fox hasn't been back since, like, the week that she returned. So. Yeah.
2: Yeah, she but- she
0: missed two and a half months, then hit the bricks for another god three months. I think it's been, but this this match, oh boy, that Carmella pinning everybody's spot went on way too long.
2: I mean, that's the kind of thing where like um, we're short like two minutes. Carmella, can you do this thing where like you're pinning everybody and getting really frustrated? Okay, cool. Not we're running five minutes long. Let's add this to this thing too. Jeez, it was,
0: ugh. So Alexa Bliss rolled up Alexa, or yeah, Alexa Bliss rolled up Carmella rather.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, commercial mid match after Alexa and Naomi exchange, we come back and see the three remaining competitors like awkwardly squaring off. Yep. Na- Naomi got some good offense in a blockbuster to the floor. Bulldog in the corner. Natalia did a spinning power bomb, but. Naomi, I, I, they sold me a ticket there. I thought Naomi was getting pinned when Alexa pinned her as well. And Naomi kicked out of both of them. That yeah. that was great. I love that spot.
2: Now, my, my favorite spot was the one uh, where I think Natty had uh, Naomi up in the surfboard. Uh, and <laughs> Alexa like slid in and pinned, and pinned Natty while Natty had Naomi way up in the air. Uh, and then Natty kicked out of that. I thought that was really clever. Um, I, I liked the idea of, of Alexa just being like hanging out on the outside and trying to run in and, and secure a quick pinfall to, uh, to get victories. I think that, that, that goes along with her character.
0: About 17 minutes in, we get this is awful chance. Well, you had Alexa Bliss who lost two consecutive title matches, including a two-on-one match. Naomi, who is never on TV... And I mean, let's be fair. Naomi's had her runs before. She's been like, she's won Battle Royals. She she
2: used to be a fan favorite, even though they never utilize her.
0: Yeah, she's won the Battle Royal, the WrestleMania Battle Royal. I think she won the title at WrestleMania in her hometown. She's a multiple time champion. Done a lot of stuff. Carmella had an extended run. Yep. And I I don't want to say maybe the most over in the match because Alexa Bliss is perpetually over at the very least. And Natalia who is one of the most inconsistently used wrestlers, mm-hmm. period. Like, she's either overexposed or completely ignored. And you'll have that. Natalia pins Naomi, another break, 22 minutes in. Nikki gets the crowd into it <laughs> after the break. Mm-hmm. Because And this is not me reporting something. This is a hunch. I'm assuming that Vince McMahon was like, "God damn, give her a mic, make her get the crowd into it. And fortunately, Nikki did. She told the crowd to shut up and to cheer for Alexa yeah. Bliss, which is a contradiction, Alex, yes, but perfect is. for this spot.
2: Yeah, it makes, it, make, it makes sense. It was just a, I mean, it, <laughs> I don't know if it had the exact desired effect. It just made people angry that the match continued to not do anything while Nikki was yelling at them for, for, for not liking the match, which they didn't like.
0: WWE has just 50 50 and ignored so many of their women's wrestlers. Uh, Natalia wins with the sharpshooter after she clotheslined Nikki on accident. Cuts a, a, I thought, a pretty nice promo afterwards about how important this match is going to be for her. Becky Lynch gets in her face, says that Natalia's career needs her. S- didn't say a lot that, that most people weren't thinking, so, I mean, that's in key with Becky Lynch. But then... <laughs> Natalia immediately goes into the I'm gonna kick the hell out of you bitch type mm-hmm. of stuff and I'm like yep. all right well it sounded very soap opera-ish I would not have minded if they referred to Natalia being buddies with Ronda Rousey mm-hmm. some of that stuff like like th- let's go there why not yeah, sure but yeah yeah the, the the over the uh when to be honest with you I, I don't really buy it when Natalia calls anybody a bitch because she's like the nicest person ever. Oh, sure.
2: She absolutely is. She's also somebody that I have said, and it continues to be someone I don't really enjoy watching. Like in a title program, certainly. It just doesn't feel like it's never exciting to me. She's incredibly competent and even technically great sometimes. But. She's a dead fish. Like, I, I don't feel anything when, when I watch her matches. Um, uh, the, the thing... The overarching thing about all of this is that Becky took an end of days last night, and that took her out of the rest of the, uh, of, of the goings-on when Brock comes down and everything. That's fine. But the way the commentary and Seth Rollins um, were selling it as though this woman... She's only a woman. She's so frail. She took a face bump last night, and we're honestly shocked and surprised that she showed up for work today. I mean, that's just amazing to me. This woman took a finisher from a man. You know, she's only a woman, Sean. And how could she possibly take a finisher from a man and show up the next night? Like, the the, the end of days wins matches. It does not injure people. It never has in the past. Like, that's not a thing that, that has happened. It's just a weird flex for them to be like, now Becky showed up, so she's a hero. It's a weird thing. And they're they pairing her with Natty, and those feuds that Natty has never really get over. And it's like, it feels like they're... If I didn't know any better, I'd say they're intentionally cooling off Becky Lynch. She doesn't feel right to, like, have her... This is the most, second most important pay-per-view of the year, and she's going into a feud with Natty that really came out of nowhere, and nobody's really jo- jonesing for, you know? Just weird. Wild,
0: Wild Boy asked, were Natty and Ronda ever supposed to feud? Yeah, I think uh, briefly, but uh, I, th- I believe the passing of Jim Neidhart got in the way. Somebody says the only reason to tell he's getting this is because it's in Toronto. Now, there's a little bit of credibility to that because of Canada, but you guys know it's 2,000 miles from Calgary, right? That's like yeah. saying – well, the they're getting the shot. This guy from Buffalo is getting a shot in Seattle because, yep, yep. the same country. I, I I get it. The Hart family and Canada, sure, but I don't know if there was a better option. Considering Nikki Cross just had a shot, Alexa Bliss just had a shot. I don't know if there was a better option. All things considered, and that ain't a great thing. Let's talk about a weird segment, Alex. Miss TV. This brings out Dolph Ziggler for some reason that Miz doesn't even know. <laughs>
2: Dolph Ziggler requested this time. <laughs> Where does Dolph Ziggler get off requesting any time from anyone ever?
0: Like He what? really targets the Miz about his career and pandering and his shirts. He's like, Miz, you're everything that you don't want to be. You're not even from Hollywood. Well, yeah, he. You're from Cleveland. It's gritty. Well, we, we know he's a Cleveland sports fan. We watch yeah. his show. Yeah. But Ziggler brings up Miz's wife and gets attacked. Now, here's the thing, Alex. A few years ago, they had a real good feud. Red hot. But it was over the Intercontinental title. Yep. You ain't making me care about this without that title belt. No.
2: and The thing is, is that that feud was great three years ago. And it was built really, really well. And Miz was the heel. And Ziggler was the face. And it was it was a really 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 great feud. It was it,
0: also right around the time that Miz cut one of the greatest promos in yes. wrestling. Period. It made,
2: it made him super hot. And Ziggler, Nick Ziggler, had just been given that that title match versus uh, Dean Ambrose. And they were like, "Hey, SmackDown's a brand new show now. We're gonna gonna throw crazy things out there." Ziggler gets a title shot. And out of that, after he lost, then he he, got, he moved to this thing with with the Miz. Both of them had tremendous forward momentum at the time. Both of these dudes are not just treading water. They're sinking like stones. Miz had a feud with Shane McMahon with all the motivation in the world to get over. They didn't let him get over, and now he looks like a chump. And I'm sorry that he does, but he does. Like, he can't, he, he can't beat Elias in a two-out-of-three-falls match to get a match with Shane. And I don't even know if the Shane Miz thing is even happening anymore because it appears as though they've moved him on to Dolph Ziggler and Dolph Ziggler just lost a match to Kevin Owens in 17 seconds after losing over and over and over and over again to Kofi Kingston. Neither of these guys have any forward momentum. You cannot make me care about this feud. I dare you. You're not going to do it.
0: What I want is Miz and Dolph Ziggler teaming together. For better or for worse. Want that a babyface, want, baby want a heel. I'm cool with that, too. I would I would like that, where they, they share their tendencies a little bit. That's something a little bit different. We don't see that. That would make me interested, because I would love to see Ziggler and the Miz against the Revival or the Usos. What I don't want to see is them against them eight times in two months, though. Damn. Main event time, top contender battle royal. I'll give WWE credit. Predictable? Yeah. But last night on this show, we we both said, please at least make Seth work for it. Please yeah. at least make him earn it, and they did. Yeah. So Cesaro got beat by Aleister Black, but Black isn't in the match. But we covered that. Cesaro was a Paul Heyman guy. Yep. Yeah. He got some shine, but Lashley press slammed him outside. That was an impressive spot. It was,
2: but it was. It was also impressive. Was Cesaro just running around like hitting uppercuts on everybody? Uppercuts! Upper, uppercuts. apricots, Eppercots. apricots. He's hitting apricots. He's hitting, uh, European apricots, which are the
0: very best apricots. I don't okay, know. they're extra juicy. I like them a lot. Damn. So, <laughs> Strowman eliminates Lashley, Alex. Strowman mm-hmm. has now beaten Lashley in a battle royal, tug of war, <laughs> arm wrestling, a singles match, and a last man standing match.
2: So, so you know what this means next week: Strowman versus
0: Lashley. Let's get him in the monster truck gimmick <laughs> that Hogan and <laughs> We got to see. <laughs> no,
2: no, 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 no. That's if they were on SmackDown and Bischoff was running the show.
0: Nah, well played, well played. Big E versus Braun. I love that face-off. Average.
2: Oh, my God. I need a singles match between those two now. Big, big E, the last 48 hours or 24 hours at this point, like has impressed me so much. Like that thing that he did with Daniel Bryan last night was magical. Tonight, standing up to, to, to Big E, the, the Big E standing up to Braun Strowman and saying, you know what? Come on, bring it. Bring it. I mean, like, that's nobody does that to Braun Strowman. Not even big dudes. They don't like get up in his face. Think it's so that they're not scared of him, but Big E just like he's been playing this so well. Like he's—I don't know if he—if he knows he's doing this, but he's absolutely auditioning for a singles title run right now, and he's knocking it out of the park.
0: I am a sucker for battle royals, man, and I thought this one was a pretty good one. All things considered, uh, Big E does the big ending on Braun. That was that was really insane. Special. That was really insane. Special. Loved it. Big E is a fresh guy that they can put in with everybody else. Yep. Because WWE has this habit, man. They get a guy like a Nakamura. They get a guy like anybody, like Finn Balor. Mm-hmm. And they just do the matches to death to the point where nobody cares about them. Right. And some usually what they do is they do the match to death. Then they come up with creative stuff towards the end of it instead yeah. of the opposite coming up with creative stuff that makes you want the matches i want to see big e against a lot of these people uh he gets eliminated uh, by zane after an rko but then sammy gets tossed after an rko and a 619 Reigns turns orton around welcome to the rko as well baron tosses out ray i think that was the right move for baron because he needs that heat but it's down to braun baron rollins orton and Reigns, and uh Corbin gets eliminated, and the first thing that I noticed, I was like, okay, Brock's faced all these guys. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of a bummer for me. But Strowman sidesteps and causes Reigns to spear Rollins. I loved that. I
2: thought that was great. I I was hoping it was going to lead to something within the match, but...
0: Well, it kind of did. Kind of. Roman Reigns, man, he sold the hell out of that. He was like... Yeah, he did. He did such a good job there. He did. Being like... Damn, I didn't mean to do that. Yeah. Rollins, though, comes up and eliminates both Strowman and Reigns. So yeah, I, I, wonder, I
2: like that. Yeah.
0: I'm interested to see how Reigns reacts to that next week. An eye for an eye or all fair? We'll, we'll see how that, that goes. Orton reappears. They go back and forth, but Rollins is able to stomp and eliminate Orton. Rollins gets his rematch, so technically... Since WrestleMania, between WrestleMania and SummerSlam, he'll have faced Baron Corbin three times on pay-per-view and Brock three times on pay-per-view. Now, granted, the first two Brock matches weren't matches. There were some wild things that went on there. This will be, I guess, maybe the first real one-on-one match between the two that goes bell to bell, I presume. How do you feel about it, Alex?
2: I mean, you know as we said last night, there, there were definitely, it's felt like they were definitely going to do a, a Rollins versus Brock at, at SummerSlam. We just wanted them to, to figure out a way of doing it. And they found a really convoluted, convoluted way of doing it, including a whole bunch of people in a, in a battle Royal that we, we thought, well, these, this is interesting and new and different. Maybe they don't deserve quote unquote, to be in this battle Royal, but it'd be interesting. And then they sold me a ticket to Big E, um, uh, possibly being a, a dude who's belongs in that conversation I mean I'm just thinking now about the promos the big e cuts on Brock Lesnar for a month uh, if he's the number one contender and they've already shown that guys who are in the new day and you think of just tag tag wrestlers absolutely can win the major <laughs> titles on their show like that's a possibility but instead we just go to Rollins and that's that's fine I guess but the weird thing about it is Rollins being so angry at Brock for cashing in on him like Seth didn't cash in on Brock years ago like that's what the that's what the briefcase is it doesn't it never makes any sense to me with a champion like personally holding a grudge against the dude who cashes in on him when that's the whole point of the briefcase if you're the champ and the briefcase is out there you're getting cashed in on that's just that's just a thing that's gonna happen. You you can't hold it against the dude who cashed in on you. You can say, I want my title back, but it'd be like, How dare you cash in the briefcase on me? It's a weird, it's a weird thing to do.
0: It is. Lesnar is there, Heyman takes shots at Rollins, but yeah, I'm with you. The the whole Rollins thing, being outraged about it. I'm glad that Corey Gray's brought it up. Like, why? Why is he upset? He did the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Rollins uses the worn-out line. Oh, I hate it. For once in your life, shut the hell up. We have heard that so many goddamn times. Too too, too many times. It is is tired. Yeah. But he cut a pretty passionate and fiery promo after. Yeah. uh, Ran or tried to get Brock Lesnar in the ring. I know that match went light, I was told. So they had some time to kill Alex.
2: Yeah. Yeah, when honestly, when when he won won the battle royal so early, I thought, oh, maybe this is something new. Like maybe they're gonna they're gonna drop in some something, a surprise return, something um, that's that's gonna throw a monkey wrench in this whole thing and make it a, tri- a triple threat or something. But no, they just they just cut promos on each other. That was basically it. Um. So yeah. So we now um, now now we've now we've got this 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 whole thing set up uh, a month out and next week we can just have a nostalgia for three hours yay hulk hogan
0: yeah i forgot about that the raw reunion next week who all's announced for that everybody
2: austin uh triple h obviously michaels uh hogan like it's just a
0: Scott hall in there too yeah scott hall nash his his name curiously popped up I, i did the Thing on the WWE inactive list they yeah. like there was a lot of talk of an injury list and it's not really an injury list as much as an inactive list it does list injuries but it also has people that they can't use that week like on fightful select i had that naomi and the usos were on vacation that finn was still in ireland that alexa bliss was sick uh there's some interesting time frames on there that i'll maybe get into but there was a no contact list too And I don't – and somebody took that as me saying, like, it meant not to contact that person.
2: No, 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 yeah, yeah. No, it
0: was – like, it had page listed. And I was told it had a couple dozen names, but Scott Hall was on there too. And when I inquired about that, I asked about that. Somebody told me, yeah, well, he's supposed to be at the Performance Center this week. Mm. So there's that. But him on the show, that's interesting. Go Indy now. Thank you for the super chat. says, no question. just wanted to say you guys did an awesome job covering everything this weekend. Thank you for all you do. I have a lot of people asking about like what we're going to do with AEW and all that. Well, I'm assuming, just blindly assuming, that they're going to go on Wednesdays. I'm kind of excited to not have to go Saturday UFC, Sunday pay-per-view, Monday Raw, Tuesday SmackDown anymore, uh, but we're going to be switching a lot of stuff around for that. I would imagine the MMA podcast might move because I don't want to do shows six days a week either. Uh, Warren's got the NXT podcast, which could mean a whole lot more in the future. Uh, I I don't know if we'll keep that behind the select paywall or not, but for now, if you all want reviews of NXT 205 live and UK, you need to be following Mr. Warren Hayes on Twitter and uh, subscribing to Fightful select. But then we got the Friday show SmackDown. And as long as they treat it as an a show, we will do a post show podcast. If it gets to the point to where it was, in 2015, we will not be doing a post-show podcast for that because there will be no point. Yeah, It'll be a bunch of people staying home on a Friday night to talk for 20 minutes about stuff that doesn't matter and bitch about it. So we, we won't be doing that if it's a B-show. Yeah. Assuming they make it what it's been for the last three years, at the very least, yeah, we're doing post-shows for Raw, NXT, AEW, and... Uh, smackdown and if you guys want uh i think it's beyond if you all want roh nwa all that good stuff impact subscribe to fightful select we got all that stuff as well alex you're back here with me tomorrow night for smackdown yeah the town hall
2: yeah the town hall that'll be interesting at least we'll see we'll see
0: where that goes see what i tweeted about that no I think that they, they won't do it. Now, I, I hate to add that I always have to preface this with they won't do it, but there's always some doofus in the comments. We'll never do that, you fuck mark. <laughs> always one of those guys, you know. <laughs> Tomorrow would be the perfect opportunity for, in character, a wrestler to say, you know what I'm sick of, Shane? I'm sick of all these Raw superstars coming over here and taking up our screen time. We yeah. only get two hours of it. And then yeah. Shane, trying to keep the peace, says, you know what? Okay, we'll be more strict on that. No more wild card. That'd be a great way of getting rid of it. If, if you want to end up on the other show, you got to win the women's tag titles or the 24-7 title. Mm-hmm. Hot damn, there you go. And yep. that's all he's got to say. How long did that take me to say, Alex? 12 seconds. 12 seconds. You, you raise the question. You answer the question. Under 30 seconds, 45 yep. seconds tops. Yep. Yep. Bam, you have it explained. Then you don't have to redraft everybody. Yep. Yeah. Son of a bitch, man. If you need to move people around, do a trade. It ain't hard. Yeah. Guys, leave a thumbs up on this video. It means a lot. It, it lets YouTube know what they should be showing people. Even if you don't listen on iTunes, if you all wouldn't mind going over to our iTunes page or whatever other pages that we have over there uh, and leaving us nice reviews, that also helps